Welcome to Creating Madness, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ben Hoyt with Ethan Garboni, and it's March Madness time. How are you doing, Ethan? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great, Ethan. And before we get into the madness, uh, we just want to shout out our partners at Unwrapped Sports. Check out their partner podcast. Check out their social media, their Twitter, their Instagram. And check out their Patreon with... A $1 just to become a fan, $5 to join a countrywide exclusive Discord chat, uh, and $10 to get a signed jersey giveaway ticket. So you can be, uh, you'll be in it every month. You pay the $10 fee and all the perks of the $5 uh, payment. Let's get into it. Should we, shall we, Ethan? Yes, we shall. All right. Starting off, we got the first four tomorrow. Let's start off at 510 Eastern, Texas Southern versus Mount St. Mary's for a 16 seed. Who you got? Uh, I have the mount on this one. I think they're going to edge them out by a little bit, and then there's some. they're going to get creamed by a one. Yep, they really will. Next up, you got Wichita and Drake at 530 Eastern, I believe. Yeah, this 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 is a toss up for me, but I gotta go Wichita because you know the old Wichita that we've seen, and my my theory is, and it, I think this is probably yours as well, where Drake losing to Loyola Chicago a couple times really threw my path off of them and my hype. So I, I'm gonna go with Wichita. Yeah, Sam, they're one of the top teams in the American. Only Houston was better than them this year, I believe. I see no reason why Wichita doesn't take on Drake and then go on to play the team that they're supposed to play, which we will get into in the episode. Next, you got Appalachian State and Norfolk State. I got Appalachian. Uh, I really do. I uh, do because um, I don't know. I think they're just a stronger team. I mean, I think Norfolk coming out of the MEAC, it's a good – it's sort of like a yay, we made it. Now it's time to lose. Yep. And then the final game of the night, you got for the 11th seed, UCLA, Michigan State, by far the best game of the night. By far, but I have Tom Izzo because Izzo can make madness, when, uh, can make magic when it comes to March. And, you know, they beat, they beat Michigan, if I'm not wrong, Ethan. So I think they're going to come out as a hot team in March. I think so, too. Uh Want me to hop into the rest of the games? For the of first course. Round? All right. Starting off at 12-15 Eastern, you got Virginia Tech and Florida. Then you got 12-45 Colgate, Arkansas. 1-15 Drexel, Illinois. 1-45 Utah State, Texas Tech. 3 o'clock, you got Oral Roberts and Ohio State. 3-30 Hartford, Baylor. 4 o'clock Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago. 4-30 Oregon State, Tennessee, 625, Liberty, Oklahoma State, 710, you got Wisconsin, North Carolina, 715, Cleveland State, Houston, 725, North Texas, Purdue, 920, Rutgers, Clemson, 940, Syracuse, San Diego State, 950, Moorhead State, West Virginia, and 957, Winthrop versus Villanova. Those are all the games for Friday. Yeah, you're, you're getting a lot of games in one full swoop, and that's the benefit of having multiple facilities in India, uh, 
in uh, Indiana uh, this uh, March because, you know, you would have normally – you would have games in Chicago, for example, then another game in Philadelphia, and, you know, you get four games each, and that's how you're doing full, uh, one full group. But this year is a lot different, and they had, they had to make the best of it. So it's going to be a little cramped in terms of time, but we're going to get a lot of good basketball Friday. Yep, and then moving on to Saturday's first-round games, 12-15. Georgetown, Colorado, 12:45 UNC Greensboro, Florida State, 115 Eastern Washington versus Kansas, 145 you got St. Bonnie versus LSU, three o'clock you got either Mount Mary's or Texas Southern versus Michigan, 3:30 you got UC Santa Barbara versus Creighton, four o'clock you got Iona Alabama, 4:30 Wichita State or Drake versus USC, 625, you got Grand Canyon, Iowa. 710, you got Maryland, Yukon. 715, Ohio, Virginia. 725, Missouri, Oklahoma. 920, Norfolk or Appalachian State versus Gonzaga. 940, Michigan State or UCLA, BYU. 950, you got Abilene Christian versus Texas in the final game of the first round. And 957 is VCU, Oregon. Yeah, you get a lot of the better games later on, on Saturday. I, I'm not a big fan of the early games, but um, you know what? Another good day of basketball, great way to spend your weekend. And it's March. I, I can't, we haven't had a tournament in two years. So I'm so, I'm so happy we get, you know, Friday and Saturday full of basketball. We all are, Ben. All right. Ben, how's your bracket looking? My bracket looks like it's going to kick your butt, Ethan. J- j- just being frank with you. But how's your bracket looking, Ethan? I took a lot of risks, but I think they'll pay off. All right. Uh, do you want to start? or? Oh, yeah, sure. Just a quick reminder. Uh, me and Ben, whoever gets the most points on the ESPN Tournament Challenge, the loser has to change their profile pic on all their social media to the others choosing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so just a disclaimer that, uh, of course, Ethan will be posting a bunch of, will be uh, having a pen Instagram profile page. Well, of course, I will be in orange and blue. I would have an Illini Twitter and Instagram page. All right. Do you want to dive into the first game? Gonzaga versus Norfolk or Appalachian State. What do you think about this? Is there any need for you? I mean, there's no need to go through this game. I got Gonzaga. How much do you think? Mm, 30 plus. Yeah, I definitely could see it. Next up, you got Oklahoma, Missouri. I got Missouri. I already had them, but the fact that Devion Harmon is out with COVID, which is Oklahoma's second leading scorer at nearly 13 points a game. Yeah, give me Missouri all the way in that game. I also had Missouri beforehand because I think Oklahoma is overhyped. I I don't think they're that good, and I think Missouri is a strong team. They they they're, they they could no question be a higher seed if they just got had a few more wins. But I I have Missouri in this. Yep. Next up, you got the number five seed Creighton versus University of California Santa Barbara. So this is a tough game for me because. You know, UC Santa Barbara is a tough team. I mean, they, they, they are going to make it a close game, but I got the Blue Jays in this. Yeah, I do too, just because Creighton averages a half, 
averages about the same amount of points that they do against much better defenses. Their BPI rank is 13 for a reason. I see really no reason for them not to win this game. Like Santa Barbara, yes, they have a great player, but they're going to really need to step it up to play this crazy team. Next up, one of the more exciting rounds, games in the first round, Virginia versus Ohio. What do you think? Can Jason Preston carry Ohio to beat this? I do, and I have Ohio here. I really do, and it's all about their points per game because Ohio is a really high-powered offense. They're they're averaging over over 80 points a game, while Virginia is only having 68.6. While Ohio's 0-1 against the top 25, Virginia's not great either. They're 1-3. And in the BPI, it's eleven and ninety-eight. A uh, top of uh, um, those like below top hundred teams can definitely give you know the top ten teams a fight. I think Ohio has this one. You see, Jason Preston, stud. He took Illini to the very end when they played him. That was their only top twenty-five loss. University of Illinois, and still they played a hell of a game that game, and they, he had me scared for parts of it. Averaging 15, 7, and 7. I see no reason for Ohio not to have a chance, but I got to go Virginia here. I think although a 13 seed has beaten a 4 in 25 of the past 35 years, I don't think it's this game. All right. Next up, we got USC versus Wichita State or Drake. We both think Wichita. So, no. I have USC in this one. Yeah, Sam. I think that just because they have Evan Mobley. Yeah. Their entire front court presence is huge. They have perfect paint defense, or my bad, near perfect paint defense, allowing just 65 points a game. I don't think Evan Mobley screws this up. I think they beat whichever team comes out. I agree. Um, I agree. Next up, you got three seed Kansas, fourteen seed Eastern Washington. You know, you know, you I'm not a fan of the Jayhawks. I really am not. I also think they're overhyped, but I, I, I just don't see a fourteen beating a three in this scenario. This is not the game. I have Kansas. I have Kansas, although I believe it is one of their top scores or rebounders is like scores and rebounders is out. I forget who it is, but just because they're having those COVID problems, it's really not going to be too difficult to see if Eastern Washington wins this one. So you're going Eastern Washington? No, I'm not. I got to go with. Kansas, but I will not be surprised mm-hmm. to see an upset. That's why I'm not having Kansas go too far. Next up, you got Oregon and VCU. Who you got? You know, this is another toss-up game because, uh, you know, this is one of those great 7-10 games, you know, 34 for Oregon in the BPI rank and uh, VCU at 55. They're not that far apart. They score an average. Uh, they score pretty much uh, the same amount of average points per game. Uh, and they let up around the same average points per game. Now, for me, 
I I I definitely have it. Uh, you definitely have to see it seven uh, losing to a ten in this tournament, and I think one of those games is Oregon losing to VCU. Agreed. I think VCU. I think the Rams can come out and win. They beat a Memphis team by eleven, which a lot of people thought could have made the tournament. They have a lot of defense on that team, and I think that they can just stop mm-hmm. Oregon. I don't think Chris Duarte will be able to carry that. No, and I think, yeah, VCU will definitely be moving on the next round. All right. Next up, we got my favorite 215 game, Iowa Grand Canyon. I know you want to see Garrett in tears after this game. Shout out Garrett from Iowa from the Unwrapped Sports Network. Um, But unfortunately, it's going to be Iowa this game. I think Luca Garza is really going to dominate this game. You know, I think so too, but the Grand Canyon Antelopes rank among the best in the nation's opponent field goal percentage, and they have sophomore Javon Blackshear, who has been amazing, and he put up 34 points and 13 rebounds in the tournament championship game. They're allowing their opponent just 61 points, whereas I was allowing 72 if Grand Canyon can hold Iowa below 70, I think they win. They are not going to win a low-scoring battle. Yeah, so are, are, are you going with Iowa or Grand Canyon? I, I, I got to go Iowa. I'm just doing my analysis on the mm-hmm. game. So. Next up, you got Michigan versus the 16 seeds, probably Texas Southern or Mount St. Mary's. I think we both said Mount St. Mary's, so Michigan should easily Yes, I agree. Win, right? No other analytics for you? No. Uh, happy uh, – there will be a happy Phil Martelli. There will be a happy Juwan Howard as they move on to the next round to play the winner of our next game. Which is LSU versus St. Bonaventure. This is probably my favorite game – or my bad, second favorite game in this entire first round. Yeah, an LSU team that just barely lost to Alabama in the SEC Championship. Had they won, they could have been a fifth seed. But instead, they're playing a St. Bonnie's team, which is very good. And they are top 50 nationally in adjusted offense and defensive efficiency. St. Bonnie allows just barely over 60 points a game, scoring 70. And LSU allows 75, just scoring 82. If St. Bonnie can figure out a way to score like a lot more, like 10 points more than the LSU average, St. Bonnie wins it. But give me LSU. I think their offense is too high. Yeah, you would think so. But I I love how they're barely breaking 60. That means you're holding uh, some games in the 50s. And for a college basketball game a team, that's pretty good. You know, I think their uh, 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 LSU's uh, opposition field goal um, per, uh, points per game is 75.3. That's not great. It's not terrible either, but it's not great. And if St. Bonnie's can pull some ways to, uh, you know, uh, pull up some threes and make some, I really have St. Bonnie's in this game. I think two Atlantic 10 tur- uh, tournament teams are moving on the next round. I could see that. I I would not be mad if I lost this one because St. Bonnie's is a great team. And this I agree. Be a great game. 
Uh, next up, we got Colorado Georgetown. Georgetown just barely squeaking in by winning the Big East tournament. Patrick Ewing had a hell of a coaching job towards the end of that. I mean, Quindus Wahab and Jamara Pickett just had an amazing like ends to the season, and they'll need to keep it up if they want to have a chance against this Colorado Buffalo team that just barely allows its opponents 63 points. Yeah, just taking a look at some of the stats here, I, I, I do have Colorado in this game. I mean, Georgetown's letting up 70 points per game and, and barely scoring more than what they let up. They, they average 71 points a game. You know what? I, I think Colorado's so good. And I, I think Georgetown, they're 13-12 and 12 on the year. They're not, like, spectacular. They just had a really good Big East tournament run. I got the Buffaloes. Agreed. I believe in momentum, but at the same time, Colorado, they know what they need to do. They know they have elite eight, if not further potential. They beat USC three times, which is one of my picks to go far in this. I see no reason why the Buffalo don't at least beat Georgetown. And then next up, you got Florida State and UNC Greensboro. So taking a look at this game, Florida State, UNC Greensboro, I have Florida State in this, but you know, UNC Greensboro, again, one of those tough non-conference teams, uh, lower non-conference teams that could give them some trouble. So taking a look at the stats, they play good defense, UNC Greensboro, only letting up 67 and you know, they're posting up 73 per game. They haven't played a top 25 team yet, which sort of concerns me because they're, you're playing a little lower-level competition. And Florida State's a high-scoring team. So I got, I got Florida State in this one. Yep, and Florida State's also known for their defense. Although they love 70 points a game, I could definitely see them work. They're known for their defense this school. They're coaching. I definitely them sending UNGC home. Their best loss was a loss by to Winthrop by eight. Winthrop's a hell of a team, but they're not even making a run in this. Give me Florida State by 15. Yeah. Would you agree with that? All right. Next up, BYU versus Missis- not Mississippi State, Michigan State or UCLA. Yeah. Now, again, this, this really depends if Michigan State actually is able to win tomorrow. But if they do, you got to give me the Spartans in this. If it's UCLA, give me BYU. But since we're both going with Michigan State. I, I do State. have the winner of the playing game here, which uh, it, in my mind is Michigan State. I, I mean, I, I don't think BYU has it this game. So, I mean, they're 1-3 versus top 25 teams. They play decent defense, and they score pretty well. But I, I don't think they play really – the amount of competition they should have, and they didn't do well when they did. So I'm going to go um, uh, Michigan State here. Yep, Sam. Next up, you got Texas versus Abilene Christian. Who you got? So looking at some of these, Abilene Christian plays a, amazing defense like St. Bonaventure. Uh, tw- 60.5 uh, per game, just literally .1 off St. Bonaventure's. Um, and they score pretty well too. They're scoring 77 per game, 82 in the BPI, but 0 and 1 against top 25. Again, a lot of these teams aren't doing well versus the top 25. And Texas is really good, uh, making an appearance in the Big 12 championship. 
Um, and and Texas is, has some good defense too and has a great offense. So they, they, they have pretty much even stats, but Texas is play, just plays better competition. I got to go Texas. I'll agree with you for that exact same reason, but Evelyn Christian very well could just stop Texas's forwards in front court. If this becomes a defensive battle, I'm not sure who comes out with the win. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, give me Texas. Next up, you got UConn and Maryland. Who you got? Tougher game. Tougher game. They have pretty much even stats. They let up around the same amount of points. Two good defenses. Um, UConn scores a little bit more. Even though they're 0-4 against the top 25, Maryland's 4-7, and which is not great but not terrible. I just think that UConn here is the better team just because they score a little bit more and they're going to edge out Maryland here. I agree. I think James Booknight carries the Husky game past Maryland. I think that he's probably the best player that's not on a top 25 mm-hmm. team in this, in this entire uh, tournament. Next up, you got Alabama versus Iona. Another possible 15 over two. No, I'm sorry. Bye-bye, Rick Pitino. Nice seeing you. Congratulations, by the way. You're leading multiple teams to the to the uh, NCAA tournament. You are one of the greatest of all times. But enjoy your first-round exit. Alabama's too good. I'll agree with you on that. Alabama beats them. But they do have a senior guard in Isaiah Ross who has had three 30-point games throughout the season. So if they can keep up with Alabama scoring, why not? I could definitely see an upset, but give me Bama. Baylor Hartford in the next one. Yeah, Hartford's coach, of course, being a former UPenn assistant coach under Glenn Miller, who since had who since was an assistant coach at UConn, which uh, I think he's now with Jim Calhoun at a D three school. It's 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 really it's a weird situation, but um, you know, good for him. He made the NCAA tournament first time in their careers. Bye bye. That's all I got to say. Yep. All right, next up, we got North Carolina, Wisconsin. North Carolina, Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin's really fallen off, I, 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 I have to say. Remember we were t- uh, projecting them as a top five seed? I mean, I mean they, yeah. they have really fallen off. They, 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 the, wagon, uh, the wheels are falling off the wagon there. And Roy Williams is too experienced in this NCAA tournament not to win here. Give me North Carolina. Give me North Carolina only if that elite Wisconsin defense really shows up because the fact of the matter is they're barely averaging the same amount of points per game as North Carolina lets up. North Carolina goes on a scoring rampage. It's over. Wisconsin can't allow anything more than a 5-0 run at any point in this game. Give me North Carolina. All right, next up we got five seed Nova, Villanova versus 12 seed. So, Colin Gillespie, remember this name. From Archbishop Wood, point guard for Villanova, star player. Gone. I don't know the situation about Justin Moore, but he's a little bit banged up too. They have their injury issues. Winthrop is a red hot team. I have Winthrop over Villanova, and here's why. 85 in the BPI rankings, only allowing 66 points per game, re- really stepping up to the plate, 79.5 on offense, 17-1 and one in their conference. And again, Nova without Colin Gillespie. Give me Winthrop. 
Yeah, I got to agree with you. Give me Winthrop just because that 6-7 point guard, Chandra Valdron, three triple doubles. And you got a 6'9", 275-pound DJ Burns, former Tennessee trans- recruit and transfer, I believe. Yeah, you got to give me Winthrop. I don't think Jerome Robinson or Jeremiah Robinson Earl is going to be able to handle the workload that they're going to need him to. Next up, you got Purdue, North Texas. Purdue, North Texas is complicated, more complicated than you think. 68 in the BPI compared to Purdue's 26. They're too high-powered of a team, Purdue. I really think so. North Texas has a great defense, but they got to show up to the max extent. Give me Purdue. I got to agree with you. Give me Purdue. Uh, North Texas, they didn't do the best. They lost to Loyola by 8. They lost to Arkansas by 15. West Virginia by 12. They're good at losing by not huge amounts to good teams. But this is still a good Purdue team. Not as good as past years, but good enough to beat North Texas. Speaking of good Texas teams, next up you got 60 Texas Tech and 11. McClung is so good. McClung is so good. I I have to say that twice. You know, they have pretty identical stats, except that Texas Tech plays better teams. Utah State snuck in, but I don't think they should have. Give me Texas Tech. I agree, give me Texas Tech, but Nemeus Queda, he's going to have a hell of a game. He's going to really look great for that NF, for the NBA draft. But, yeah, give me Texas Tech. Next will be at Arkansas Colgate. Give me Arkansas, Justin Smith, Moses Moody, J.D. Note. You got six players averaging a steal or more. Arkansas's defense is insane. No matter what it shows, they have opportunities to really just get ahead of any team. Although Colgate scores a lot, they're going up against a much better defense than they went in their only 15 games. Well, take a look at this, too. Colgate scores 86.3 per game, second in the nation. Arkansas is right behind them. Their offense is underrated, 82.4 per game. I mean, they're, they're right up there with Colgate. And they also have that insane defense against better competition. Give me the Razorbacks. Oh, shout out. Before we move on, shout out to Matt Langle, Colgate coach, UPenn. Go Quakers. All right, moving on to the Florida-Virginia Tech game, the first game of March Madness. I'm not counting the first four. I'm sorry. Uh, I also have the Gators. Great man. Very, very good freshman. Florida is very capable of being any team in this tournament, especially when this Virginia Tech team had five of their last eight games canceled due to COVID, and they lost two of the three that they did play. I'm not seeing a single way of which Virginia Tech deserves to win this game or will just because we saw them lose so many during the season that they should have won. Agreed. Next up, you got Ohio Next, State, Oral Ohio Roberts. State. Yeah, Dwayne Washington's insane. Give me the Buckeyes. Next up, Illinois Drexel. Oh, uh, let me have some third. fun with this one. Come on. Uh, we, we have... No. no. Oh, no, no, no. Let me get Next my take up, in. We, 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 we both take turns, Ethan. Come on. 
Illinois versus Drexel, uh, Ethan Carboni versus the city of Philadelphia. Now, Drexel is a pretty average team. They, they let up around 66 points per game, 71 points. Uh, Illinois is ranked number four in the nation, Drexel 130. I mean, Drexel barely snuck in. They're a good team, but they barely snuck in and deserve the 16 seed they got. And they're going to fall at the hands of Kofi, uh, Kofi Coburn or whatever his name is and uh, the, the other kid that I really don't care about. Um, I, they, they, it looks like an uneven matchup, but I assume you, I, I, I assure you they will lose in less than 30. I really do. The spread's 22 and a half right now. Give me Illinois. Whatever. To cover that. Next. Next is my absolute favorite game of the tournament. Loyola Chicago as the eight seed. Georgia Tech is the nine. Loyola Cameron Crutwig, one of the best defensive teams in the nation. Versus ACC Player of the Year Moses right in the if LA not Rams. the best defensive team in this tournament, they're uh, they're averaging only fifty five point five points against them. That's insane. I mean, in the Missouri Valley Conference, that also is Drake, Valparaiso, and a bunch of other uh, some high powered teams. I I, I really have uh, Loyola Chicago. They score seventy one too. They have not a bad offense either. No, they do not. But they. They've played Wisconsin. They lost by 14. They played Richmond and Drake, which Drake they beat twice, and Richmond they lost by two. Richmond's not a great team this year, though. Though it was a small loss. I'm sorry, but I don't think that they're playing these talented enough teams that I can take any other team with Georgia Tech here. It'll be a hell of a game, though, and I will not be too upset if Loyola wins. And next, you got Tennessee and Oregon State. I have uh, Tennessee in this, or Oregon State should not uh, snuck in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they really just stole a bit here. But yeah, Tennessee, one of the better defensive teams, allowing just 63 points. They're 12th BPI ranked in the country. And they're still scoring about 73. Give me Tennessee here. Give me the Volunteers. Next up, you got Oklahoma State as the four and Liberty as the three. 13, my bad. Who you got? I have Oklahoma State in this. Liberty, again, one of those low defensive. Uh, they, they, they try to grind it out and have those lower, low scoring games. Except Oklahoma State has Kate Cunningham and they're going to score. I'm sorry. So I got Oklahoma State. Agreed. Liberty's a great team, but they just got poor luck here, and they drew Oklahoma State. Next up, San Diego State, Syracuse. I have Syracuse, and here's why. They they lost in a heartbreaker in the ACC tournament and have been, uh, have been up and coming, have a lot of momentum. I mean, if, if they had a, a more decent result in the ACC tournament, I, I don't think they're an 11 seed. I think they're higher than that. So give me Syracuse in this one. No, Syracuse plays this 2-3 zone defense, which is a pain to prepare for, especially when you have, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then that's four days to prepare. Friday, you're not going to get to practice. You have four days to prep for a 2-3 zone that you rarely see, especially out in the Mountain West Conference with San Diego State. 
I'm not sure how San Diego State's going to prepare for it. I just think Matt Mitchell can take the Aztecs to a win. All right, next up you got West Virginia and Moorhead State. Oh, we just interviewed that head coach. I'm so sorry. Um, They're only scoring 68 per game. That's just not going to cut it against this West Virginia team. They're scoring 77 per game against way better competition than Moorhead State out of the Ohio Valley Conference. Now, they did beat Mount Belmont. Kudos to you. But you're scoring too little. I, I got to go West Virginia. Yeah, I got to go West Virginia. Joni Boom is an amazing player from Moorhead State, and we'll definitely be seeing a lot more of Moorhead State over the next couple of years. Hopefully they can get even more talent so they can get a higher seed. Maybe a schedule some tougher teams, although that's not really their decision because as a lower team, you don't get to exactly choose who you schedule unless they're other lower teams. But yeah, give me West Virginia here. Next up, another one of the best games. Clemson, Rutgers. RU, baby. I got RU, and here's why. Ron Harper Jr. is an insane player. Now, Clemson shows great promise on defense in the ACC, 62 points per game. They're not scoring much. They're barely scoring more than what they let up. They're only scoring 65.3 per game. RU does not have a bad defense either, but they're giving the offense as well. So I'm going to go RU on this one just because of the uh, uh, lack of offense from Clemson. You know, give me Rutgers just because Ron Harper Jr. can tear that Clemson defense apart. One of the fastest guards in the country. Yeah, just plain simple like that. And next up you got Houston and Cleveland State. Houston, although Cleveland State can probably keep up with their scoring, I think Houston's defense. Houston has an insane defense, so I I got Houston. Yep. And because we're running out of time, Ben, let's just hop into the final All right, four. so Who let me got? pull that up right now because I have to, like, scroll through this like it's a text on the ESPN app. So in the final four, since we are running out of time, I have two teams out of the SEC in Alabama and Arkansas. And I have two number one seeds in Gonzaga and Illinois. Now... In terms of who is going to win each game, Gonzaga, Alabama, I have the Zags in this one. Now, unfortunately for you, Ethan, not many 1v1 seeds uh, result in a championship game. There's usually a lower seed in a championship game. And I have the Razorbacks due to their their scoring ability. So I have a national championship of Gonzaga, Arkansas, and I have Gonzaga winning in the end. See, I got Arkansas, Illinois, but I got Illinois being them. And then on the other side, I got USC and Florida State. With Florida State winning that and Illinois winning 88-81. Yeah, I, 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 ha- I thought about Illinois at first, but I just don't think it, they have what it takes to go all the way. I, I think they're a really good team, and they will be in the Final Four, no doubt. But do they have what it takes to stop the high-scoring offense of Arkansas without getting Kofi into foul trouble? And I don't believe so. I think it'll be tough for sure, but you really never know with this. Hell, if Illinois makes it that far, if if we win each game by double digits, we win because we'll have the momentum. Illinois relies 
purely off momentum at some points. And that's how we're going to win games in this tournament. Exactly. March Madness, baby. So, yeah, let's – we just uh, – oh, yeah, what about uh, – you You just said your final four, so that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, just uh, give a shout-out to the Unwrapped Sports Network one more time. Uh, Patreon, $1 to become a fan, $5 for more perks, uh, Discord chat, and um, $10 Discord chat. Also with a signed jersey giveaway every month. Check out Unwrapped Socials. Check out their social media uh, – their partner podcast. Ethan, we are going to be smothered in basketball like a blanket. So next three weeks should be fun, my friend. Yep. 